human activities, principally through emissions of greenhouse gases, have unequivocally caused global warming, with global surface temperature reaching 1.1 degrees above 1850 to 1900 in 2011 to 2020. Greenhouse gases emissions have continued to increase with unequal historical ongoing contributions arising from unsustainable energy use, land use and land use change, lifestyles and patterns of consumption and production across regions, between and within countries, and among individuals. Taken from the IPPC Synthesis Report for 2023, which is the International Panel on Climate Change. Let's go! This episode of The Harmonious Gentleman is brought to you by our friends at Blind Man Brewing, makers of Central Alberta's best craft beer, purveyors of delicious tacos, and hosts of all kinds of harmonious fun. They don't like to brag about it, but they've won Brewery of the Year in Alberta and Best in Show at the Canadian Brewing Awards. Head to Lacombe and check them out. podcast episodes were the number of years it took to build what I would argue is the world's most beautiful cathedral, Notre Dame in Paris. You'd know this has to be episode 107 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. And I am Graham. And I'm Tyler. I wasn't sure if we still said our names, but... Sometimes. There was a kind of an awkward pause there. No, I think it's just for the uh, dramatic effect. Have you guys ever seen or read Pillars of the Earth? Yes, love it. Seen? This, uh, it was a miniseries as well. Did not know that. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, read it. Yes. What's the connection to Well, it, it, it's 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 an it's a, not that particular cathedral, but it's an ongoing story of how they're building a cathedral over over time and just the, the amount of decades it took to build these things is just Yeah. When you see it okay. like that stretched out over that much time. Written by Ken Follett. He's quite yeah. a historical oh, yeah. fiction writer. You've maybe read some of his stuff. Yeah. Have you seen Notre Dame in person? No, St. Paul's. Amazing. In also. London. Yeah. 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 Tyler? Uh, yes, I have. Um, but I'm trying to think the name of another, I don't know if you'd call it a cathedral, but it's in uh, Barcelona. It's oh, yeah. very gothic. Familia. Yeah, it's different. It's like a different yeah. kind of beautiful. Yeah. I really like that. And it's always being worked on. And It's completed apparently now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I always find it interesting that when you go see these landmarks, there's almost always a giant piece of scaffolding somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep it going. But. Well, Notre Dame burnt, basically, not to the ground, but about maybe, what, seven or six or seven years ago? All the giant oh, right. timbers inside. Yeah. Like, it was built in the 1100s to 1260 or something, and a lot of it burnt. So you think it's more sort of beautiful or amazing than St. Paul's? Like, what's the... Well, um, I think the, the stained glass is amazing. It's just... Yeah, it's wonderful. To... They're all beautiful. Yeah, but cool. Was it a sustainable use of resources? I mean, it was built out of stone, quarried on the sign. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but it was like the one building in the community that everybody used. So hmm. that's what's neat about Pillars of the Earth is you don't really know what those cathedrals were used for. Then yeah. you read in the book, and it's like travelers would sleep in there. Yeah. There was food offered to. Yeah. vagrants and homeless people and yeah. it was the hub of the community for sure it's a good uh, it's a good book he's a good author it's a good read yeah yeah happy new year cool. tyler yeah happy new year and I mean, chris thanks it feels like it's been a really long time uh probably for our listeners 
Yeah, if you're an anxious listener and you're wondering, we're back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we don't normally take breaks, but we we did. We kind of have and a we, dogged determinism. Yeah, but when it comes to recording consistently. Well, I don't know about you guys. I feel energized to, to come back, and I was excited to see you guys again tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm excited. And since it's a new year, we should probably, or I, I don't know if it matters that it's a new year. It just feels like we need to shout out our, our sponsors. You've probably, as listeners, been hearing uh, their ads. Mm-hmm. But we also want to put, like, our heart into it, too. Like, we mm-hmm. actually like these these people. Um, Valtizing Construction, Blind Man Brewing, Cilantro and Chive. And Kings. And the Kings University. Mm-hmm. Those are... We're just so grateful that they've been uh, supporting us, and you should support them if you can. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if we had a sponsor that we didn't feel that way about, and you kind of have to grit your teeth and like, yeah, magic spoon or you know whatever. Uh, yeah. Apple watches. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> kind of I wouldn't turn down that, that money, one. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I I agree with all that. Those yeah, four amazing sponsors. Spencer was yeah. really excited the first time he heard the ad for Kings university he's mm-hmm. like you guys got have king's university as a sponsor mm-hmm. that's pretty legit yeah maybe we'll have the oilers next year oh yeah be cool i'll reach out a middle of the road pacific team is that what you're thinking graham <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no i don't want to talk about that um hey so we should maybe mention something else um because recently we've switched our format up a little bit and we've had more of historical like alberta historical learning about alberta episodes which i've loved um had some pretty good feedback from some really great listeners about how we've been doing that and 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 honest ways of improving so we've heard those and we hope to continue to to make them better yeah and when we when each of us have kind of put together the the research for the episode we're relying heavily on other people for that we're doing kind of second or third hand research i mm-hmm. think the one i did i completely just read someone else's <laughs> blog and yeah. like really we really benefit from people who do that work yeah um and to and be clear we do we do get permission yes in those cases i, yeah. I was asked that as well like we yeah. don't just take it like we make sure that we've yeah or that it's allowed anyway yeah yeah but recently uh there's someone that i think you guys have actually kind of read some of his work yeah um, he actually passed away. Chris, do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, I'm just looking at an image actually from Michael Daw, who was a Red Deer city councilor, worked for the archives for a long time, really well known around Red Deer, ran as a liberal candidate in provincial, maybe even a federal election once, but oh, really? I think provincial. I um, anyway, the cover of the, like the bulletin you get at a funeral, you know, says Red Deer's beloved son, and then has a picture of a nice picture of Michael. And then there's a quotation that was on the back of that, that I wanted to read too, because I thought it embodies his life, but it's also like words to live by. I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. And those words, I think really capture Michael's commitment to Red Deer um, and just so many people knew him and and all the things that he did because he loved the city so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually reached out to him um, when I did the Michener Center yeah. episode. I'm going to read just the email that I sent to him. So I said, Michael, my name is Chris. My father, Nick, was a friend of yours and your brother, I believe, together with a couple of friends 
I have a podcast called Harmonious Gentlemen. Our goal is to talk about things, often difficult topics that we find interesting, and at times in our community or culture haven't been easy to discuss, but to talk about them with respect, a posture of learning, and most importantly, to maintain relationships while we talk. We've recorded 100 episodes. This is a little bit of a brag about, but listeners will also realize this is sometimes how we reach out to to guests too. So kind of pulling back the curtain here. You can check things out at our website and we're trying something new for a few episodes. We're focusing on something from Red Deer or Alberta's past that we find interesting, controversial, etc., and bringing it up for discussion. My grandparents, Mikhail and Sophia Kuman, worked at Deer Home or Michener Center for many years. My dad had summer jobs there as well. With the demolition of Michener's buildings and many articles and information about Michener Center's position in the city and connection to its past, we thought it would make an interesting discussion for our podcast. Here's why we're emailing you. We spent some time at the library, checked in at the Red Deer archives and done a bit of reading online, but we'd love to have a chance to talk to you about it too. Would you be willing to talk over the phone? Some of the questions we have, how significant was Michener to the life of Red Deer, growth, employment, etc. As ideas about institutionalization changed in the broader public, what effect did that have? Allegations of abuse and even eugenic practices are connected with Michener. What impact did that have at the time? What legacy remains? Is it a positive or negative thing for Red Deer that Michener was closing down? These are some things we've been thinking about. Let us know if it would work to connect. And Michael's response, and I think this is a pretty typical Michael Daw response, was, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So we did have an email connection with him and a plan to meet up with him. And he Um, was willing. And he was willing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we, I mean, I've heard him speak in schools and I think he we've benefited from his his words more than just in that email and for it would sure have been, yeah would have been awesome to have yeah. him on but yeah. a little shout out to, and we will uh, continue to be inspired by what he's written and use what he's yeah. written and talk about it for sure yeah thanks yeah. Chris that's a good email I like that <laughs> yours is a little wordy so <laughs> it was a little wordy that maybe can give me some yeah. food for thought on how I can connect with people so you guys, tonight's episode um, is is kind of like a, not a prequel. What would I say? Like a, like before something happens, like in a book. What's the prologue? prologue. Yeah, the, yeah, we like the prologue. So it's like, it's, it's an episode setting up um, a guest I have coming on soon about a certain topic. And I don't want to go too far into detail as to what that topic is going to be, but you'll figure it out, I think, as we go. Um, so what I want to do tonight, if that's okay with you guys, is just a couple of segments on um, climate change. Is that climate's okay? changing? Well, someone have you believe the climate's changing? Um, I do because we're in Alberta, we, and we've talked about this before. Oil and gas is is a really important and always topical thing to discuss. And we are going to be having a guest who actually um, works in the industry and can give us some insight. But before we get to that point, I just want like I want to set some um, just kind of foundation of, of our discussion. So just learning a little bit about the science of climate change. I don't want to get super like. I don't want to talk really about um, energy use right now. I don't want to talk about oil and gas specifically yet. I just want to talk about climate change generally. Uh, give us like a base of knowledge. Maybe hear what you guys think about the topic. Um, talk about Fox News for a little bit, and then and then just kind of have a nice little talk. Is that okay for tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just great. I didn't even wait for your answer, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then the next time we I lead an episode, it'll be like part two to this. So that's my plan for tonight. Nice. So buckle up. Buckling up. Sounds good. All right. 
This segment is brought to you by Veldhuizen Construction. They have been building incredible homes for over 30 years. The Veldhuizen team will guide you step-by-step through the design and build process. The finished product will be your design, your selections, your beautiful home. If you're looking to build in central or northern Alberta, call today to get started. Go to veldhuizen.ca or see the show notes to get in touch. Okay, so this is like a science classroom for you guys right now. Okay, so you're sitting here. It's earth science, climate science. You're excited to be here. Very. Right? I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of words I'm going to ask you guys. Because I think, just to start off, I think it's good if we have our terminology straight and we know what we're talking about. Because if we're going to start getting into more controversial things and like politics and policies and bumper stickers in Alberta, we should probably know a little bit about what we're talking about. So, right. Tyler, what does the word weather mean to you? Um, the conditions outside right now in my area. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Chris, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Uh, probably like on a micro level, macro would be like the patterns that cause those, including, I don't know, wind patterns, what other ocean okay. must have something zones. to do with yeah, high and low pressure, which okay, so somehow changes weather. Talking about, yeah, so that's little bit different than weather specifically the more patterns is something else it's it's verging on something else but you're you're right okay um tyler you're would, would the things that chris described create weather a little bit okay like when you okay. mentioned like patterns you're going into a little bit more of a different topic okay um weather is more what tyler said it's sort of like the temperature humidity precipitation uh cloudiness current wind, conditions basically at a given time in a certain location okay but not necessarily current just like it happened here at this time it was windy right um, and then the, the, there's another word, which is climate, right? Mm-hmm. I think you were kind of touching oh, on climate Oh, I'm starting a to bit. get on climate? Yeah. Um, and so that's the average weather over long time periods, typically 30 to 50 years. So if you're a climate scientist and you use the word climate, you're talking over 30 to 50 years. Oh, see, I learned something already. Yeah. So no, number one, right off the bat, when I talk to students about this or I hear discourse in the news or whatever, social media, that's a, it's a really quick red flag if someone is saying, hey, it's really cold today. I thought this was global warming. They're talking about weather. Have those different. always been the definitions of those two words? As far as I know. Yeah. I don't think that's changed. What um, was the range of time you said? 30 for? to 50 years. So decades. Okay. Yeah. So how much? Oh, okay. Can I ask a follow up question? Yeah, to that? Sure. How I, much I data answer, would we have of climate? Like how many years? Like how many cycles of 30 to 50 years have we been recording things? Oh, we'll get into that later on. Okay. It's definitely, I think it's 170 or 80 okay. years that it's fairly consistent. But before that, obviously, we didn't have the same technology. So it was right. hard to track. Um, there's also a term that we use, or that scientists use called climate variability. Um, because there's things like El Nino, right? Where there's things that will change year to year. Um, and maybe you were talking a little bit about that earlier. That would well. be like, there's a... I don't know how El Nino works for sure, but I think it has something to do with the temperature of the ocean, which changes the temperature of the air, which causes it's all mi- yeah, it's all winds to yeah. whatever. So, um, but uh, just real quick before I just finish up, a client variability is maybe a shorter span of looking at okay. trends, like two to seven years would be like, so, you, so okay. climate is a longer term thing, but you might look at like more, you know, precise variabilities within two to seven years, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So is El Nino actually a scientific term? Um, I don't know if that's the actual term that they would use, but it is, but it is a, it is a thing that it's like a phenomenon that, yeah. Okay. So when a meteorologist is like, I don't, I shouldn't use the word predicting, but like forecasting the weather, Mm -hmm. 
if that's not the current condition, but like a 14 day forecast, yeah, is that still weather? It's a weather, it's a weather prediction, I guess, right? Like based on the patterns that they're seeing, it's a prediction. Yeah. Okay. But those patterns but, that, that you're seeing in the short term. Mm-hmm. So like, even if I just think about the last, even my lifetime, I'm 37. Mm-hmm. Is my, I guess you said 30. If I just think about the last 20 years. Okay. <laughs> what I've experienced. That's I'm, I haven't really experienced climate. Yeah, that's like I've experienced weather each day, yeah. and I can make I can say, hey, I don't remember many winters like we've had right now, where we didn't have any snow at Christmas time. That seems rare, but I'm not. What am I talking about then? I think am I it, about yeah, I think it's, it's like there's a, probably a lot of terms that are used in like the scientific world that we use kind of slightly differently in day to day. So like specifically, like you haven't. You experience you you've experienced climate, yeah. That's a good. I don't exactly know how to answer that question. I yeah. just think it's. But is it like the weather of a? This seems like such basic stuff that we should know. The weather of over time adds up to the climate of a region. Like yes, Alberta's climate is win- snowy in the winter and warm in the summer. So in two thousand years, our climate has changed mm-hmm. from one climate to another climate. To yes, another. and one thing to be clear, and something you'll see a lot, is that the climate has always changed. Yeah, there's been various ice ages. I mean, we all know this, right? Like, there's yeah. been trends over thousands, tens of thousands, millions of years that 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 we can look at, you know, evidence of that happening. So, one thing people will say is, well, you know, the climate has always been changing. So, why are we worried about this now? Like, it shouldn't be something that wow. we care about, right? Which you maybe have a response for. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying before I decide to talk about this, like, you, you, there are very common refrains you see all the time. And a lot of them are just, you kind of laugh at them, but maybe it's worth just... To well, we, there was an ice age at one time. Yeah. The climate has changed. Yeah. And that's that's not wrong. So that, right. And I, I even just yeah. in talking through this, I think, yeah, it's my understanding of it has changed a little bit too. Like in 20 years, I am experiencing climate changing. The, right? da- like, the data would suggest that yes, you have. Yeah. Well... Yeah. But would you any, any segment of anybody's lifetime mm-hmm. they've experienced climate changing yep Although in what I, in what way do you mean like if you experience the weather every day for 30 oh, years yeah. you are now you've been a part of <laughs> the climate changing over time you're just seeing a little piece of it but i think the difference might be and I, again i'm not a total expert but the climate variability you're seeing those are in smaller sections of over time mm-hmm. But there have probably been more steady sections of time where you wouldn't see it change as much yeah, as maybe yeah. you'd see now. But so, yeah, so right. some changes are more drastic. For sure. Some and I think a lot of, of the bigger changes over time take a longer time. Part of the climate change discussion today is that it's happening much, much quicker than the data suggests has ever happened before. That's part of what people are a little yeah. concerned about, right? Because people will say things like, well, 17 years ago, we didn't have snow at Christmas. Like, right. yeah. Or 30 years ago, I remember the biggest snowstorm ever. But is that or, weather or is that climate, right? That's, they're talking about weather. Yeah, that, 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 that's sure. But but, that's, but but we have to make sure we're not doing it both ways that we're not yeah. suggesting it's weather when it's climate or climate when it's weather. Right. Like the fact that we didn't have snow this Christmas isn't proof that no nope. climate change well, is happening. average over a big chunk of time. So the one thing so, that we are going to talk right. about in a minute, is but that's that, also weather that it, that we had a brown Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're, what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Either way, we can't cherry not, pick to prove right, our no. point one weather yeah. or climate it's like it's like anecdotal ar- argument yeah exactly my grandpa smoked his whole life till he's 100 right cancer smoking doesn't cause cancer yeah um but you'd be surprised a lot of 
prominent legislators and things that they'll talk in those terms. There's a really famous video um, of a, I think a U.S. congressman. He goes into a, a meeting, a, a Senate meeting or something, and he brings a snowball on a thermos. And he's like, it's snowing out there. Like, this is global warming. And, and he thinks he's making a point, right? And that he's not. He's just talking about weather. And Right. Uh, climate change, which is the whole point of what I want to talk about, is at the definition here. It's a, syst a systematic change in the long-term state of the atmosphere over multiple decades or longer, which we kind of figured. Good so far? Yep. That makes sense. Do you guys, like, in this area of the world... Um, like, what do you think the average person, their reaction to hearing the term climate change? Like, if they listen to this episode and they hear me talking about climate change, what do you think the average Albertan uh, thinks? Or do they care or do they are they skeptical? Hmm. I don't mean for you to throw a to speak on the, the bus, but... I think there, it's a loaded term because for some people, it might mean, like, what's threatening to them about it is that, oh... They're talking about climate change. That means they want to mm. tell me how, what car I can drive and that I can't work in this industry. And for other people, it might be yeah. a call to arms. Like it's time to make serious changes. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the average person thinks. Yeah. A lot of my conversations about it are with high school students who have already, they've, they learn about it. I don't think they care about it. If, too much so like it's hard for me to know what the average response is like my, my yeah. students they're kind of like ah, here we go again climate change like mm -hmm. yeah and I, I teach social studies so it, it comes i am talking about policy and i am talking about um government like international agreements and those kinds of things so yeah i, I like how you said chris that it's like a loaded term like it right away it brings to mind these other things like agreements carbon taxes skepticism um, the the impact it has on on our life yeah not necessarily the impact it has on like the on environment the environment yeah, actually yeah. that's a good point i think yeah yeah okay yeah i i i, I was gonna ask you guys as well like do you do you what do you think of, like chris when i when i mentioned climate change tonight are you like yeah let's get into this stuff this is awesome or where where do you go Honestly, I don't think I know enough about. I don't, I have a distrust of big government. Mm -hmm. I think I don't think that's going to be a surprise to you guys or the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty moderate, so I believe we're called to be stewardly in how we take care of the world, and we've done a crap job. Like, especially industrial revolution onward. There's probably lots of good examples of government and business doing better things lately but i i don't know i don't know enough about it and i sometimes think it's like beating your head against the wall because we're going to talk about something that not not on this podcast yeah. but yeah. when that topic comes up it's not something i talk about with other people very often yeah stewardship like yeah pollution and being careful with the decisions we make and mm -hmm. those are things i'm super interested in and try to be conscious of but I yeah. probably don't think about it a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I I have a fairly strong reaction to the topic um where I I feel like it's an there like it's an important issue that we need to be doing more about. And just cuz this I I I think the stakes are quite high and my frustration maybe this is similar to you Chris is the 
hypocrisy or like lack of action yeah. in the direction that I think we should be acting. I don't know if we're exactly on the same page. Like no, I, but like but I we, think I think there needs to be government action in order to. I do too. I just don't think that any government is actually doing the right action at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, well, we're, we're I, trying I not say to get any too, government, but to without getting too political. Political. Uh, I think it, but I I guess even to turn it on on myself, I think I'm fairly hypocritical hmm. because I I kind of want to yell at people like don't you guys see the world literally burning around us like yeah. let's do something about it mm-hmm. but then <laughs> but then i like i don't think about it all the time yeah so when the topic comes up i get fairly passionate about it but outside of those conversations am i really doing anything about it i don't know well uh, i'm gonna have a little pause here and then i have another quick quiz for you guys okay yeah love it This segment is brought to you by Cilantro and Chive. Delicious and creative dishes, a huge variety of locally crafted drinks, and building community in Red Deer and Lacombe. They're the gents' favorite place to grab a bite. So thanks, guys, for that uh, discussion there. And I like hearing how you guys feel about this topic because, Chris, you mentioned off mic just a second ago, like, how often do we talk about this with our friends and family? And both of our answers, Tyler, were like, not really at all, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a joke here or there. But considering the implications it could have, it, it seems kind of crazy that we don't really talk about it much. But there's lots of reasons for that um, that we can come back to later. But right now, I want to give you a little more of a science lesson. Mm-hmm. Or just ask what you guys know. Okay, so earlier we defined what climate change is. Okay, And every year there, this report comes out that the um, IPPC puts out. And they're, they're the International Panel on Climate Change. And they put out a report every year. And it talks about climate change trends. Um, I think the part that gets people upset is the recommendations portion where they talk about like what we could do. (laughs) This is what you actually have to do about it. Of course. Which I don't want to talk about right now. Like that's not really the point of what I want to discuss tonight. Um, But I just want to talk about the realities maybe of the science and where it comes from. Do you guys know what causes global climate change? Or how about this more specifically, um, how humans can contribute to global climate change? Does it have something to do with greenhouse gases? Ooh, look at this guy. Yeah. (laughs) And Chris, then, you knew that. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. Um, can you list the greenhouse gases that humans produce? CO2. There's the big one. Argon. Nope. <laughs> uh, carbon monoxide. Uh, no. Uh, cow farts. Uh, methane. Th- yeah, methane. Methane. Yeah. Which is cow farts. Yeah. There's also nitrous oxide. There's black carbon. Oh, I don't know what that is. And there's various fluorinated gases. And if you want CFCs, CFCs. No, is that a no, no, chlorofluorocarbon? No, those, those different. That's, but are those bad too? Yes. Those we don't are, have those anymore, though. I don't think. Yeah, they're heavily they're regulated illegal. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You could actually make something like that illegal. What I find really interesting about that case study is that it was an example of governments taking advice from scientific groups, making policy changes, and, and it actually helped. Bingo. There's helped. N- they don't exist anymore. Yeah. And if, if Although they're could, in the li- the cells of all living things, aren't they? <laughs> well, those were more used in like um, hairsprays, hairsprays, Air, aerosols. Yeah. yeah. So we probably have all kinds of stuff in our bodies, including this delicious beer. Thanks, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, those are the main ones. And you guys have heard of CO2 the most because um, obviously we produce a ton of CO2 through our various day to day operations. Okay. So like and, including breathing. Yep. And so people will often say that we better stop breathing. Um, that's just a misunderstanding of the amount of carbon dioxide that we create when we breathe. 
it's negligible compared to everything else. Um, so greenhouse gases are yeah. called that because uh, they insulate uh, us, like they insulate the earth, like trap yep. warmth. They trap heat. They trap exactly. heat. Yeah, when heat enters the atmosphere, some bounces away, some gets trapped. The more CO two gases there are, the more gets trapped. I years ago, yeah, people talked a lot about like a hole in the ozone layer. Mm-hmm. Like, is that I, people don't talk about that anymore? Is that well, that was the CFC thing we just talked about. That's that was creating a hole. The CFC mm-hmm. usage and 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 in our atmosphere was creating not necessarily a hole, more of a thinning of of the okay. ozone layer. Like a CFC molecule eats an ozone molecule, kind of. And is the ozone layer a good thing? Yeah, it's uh, made of uh, molecules of O3, so really close to O2, which we breathe, but it's, okay. it's O3, and it's it's basically it helps with protecting us from UV radiation from the sun. Um, okay, so as that deteriorates, that can that's increasing the greenhouse effect not related or they're I don't not necessarily related but that that was more of a of a, a danger to, to us with the uv radiation like okay. much more but you know what's cool is the earth has a ozone layer repair mechanism do you know what it is uh no lightning is that right Grant? is that true that's what i've read before you know, here in the harmonious shit, shoot, you're the everything. science guy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm pretty sure lightning so here's, creates here's something ozone. That, that's, that I find very interesting to just mention is that, like, I love this topic. I've done a little bit of reading here and there. I'm not an expert on any of it, right? Like, I've learned. I think the more you learn about something, the more you realize what you don't know about that thing. Mm-hmm. And so, I do want to be willing to say, like, here's the things that I've learned. I'm open to comments. I'm open to other research that can be presented to me, right? Like, I think that's important posture to have because we don't know everything about this. Uh, but we do know a few more things. So electricity production, transportation, and industrial processes account for more than 80% of the CO2 released in the atmosphere. So that, Can you say that again? Yeah, what so is electricity production, transportation, and industrial processes. Right. Okay. Um, is more than 80%. So those are the, th- the big things, that the way we produce CO2. Um, do you guys know, let's just, there's five things generally that, uh, climate change kind of causes on our planet. There's yeah. five of them. Can you guys guess one or two or three Polar of them? Polar ice melt. Okay. So Rising that, sea levels. That's two of those, them. This, that's, Increased that's two of air temperature and sea temperature. Whoa. I like that you added, uh, oceans. Nice. Okay. What else? What about the endangering living things, plants and animals? I think those are a byproduct of the things we're talking okay. about. Yeah, indirectly. Yeah. Um, is there some kind of toxicity from carbon, like a poisoning of waterways? You're, I think you're close. It's called ocean acidification. That's the one. Yeah. Acidification, not poison. Um, oceans absorb about a quarter of uh, the CO2 from the atmosphere, right? Which is a lot. And that can lead to the acidification of seawater, which would lead to yeah, those impact in- organisms. What about then, extreme weather events? Is that one of the... Um, that one will come as a result of the okay. of the what you mentioned the increased temperature on the land and sea. The fifth one is the water cycle being affected, which is again just one of those main five ones. Okay, so those are the main like five things that climate change directly causes, and then there's basically like okay, so what? So those five things happen. So who cares? Mm-hmm. But then you've already touched on things that that can cause, right? So things like lots of variability in weather, severe droughts. More intense rain, higher temperature, longer frost-free seasons, etc. There's tons of them. Wildfire seasons. We, we, we've seen a lot of these things already happen, right? Um, worsening air quality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, do you guys, when you when you see like a summer like the last year that we've had with all the wildfires, 
do you do you think to yourself boy they're getting worse or do you think to yourself well this is actually just the way it's kind of always been we just sort of hear about it more do you know what i mean do you guys think there's been, been more wildfires than uh, used to be it, it feels that way to me mm-hmm. but after you you've taught us about weather and climate <laughs> like i is it just like do i have a big enough sample size to really say i've witnessed mm-hmm. the effects of climate change yeah um my reaction to the fires this past summer was like don't people see what's happening here like this that's my that was my feeling uh but i wonder i feel like there'd be other people who see it and their reaction is this is just uh yeah yeah it's weather it's just and it happens yeah i was speaking to a family friend's dad a while back or maybe a secondhand conversation but the effect of like well they've been farming out here for 50 years and they say it's always been like this right like they say they've seen this before and there's nothing new and forest fires are run in cycles and forests that's how they regenerate so the size of the forest fires has been pretty remarkable yeah a question i would have is i think you mentioned that there was a one degree increase yeah we'll come to that in a little bit i think it's 1.1 degree my question would be how did one degree increase cause that much more forest fires like i'd be Mm -hmm. yeah i'd need to see the yeah the flow chart of how that caused one degree increase caused that much more fire yeah and i think i think that is a sticking point in a lot of people's frustration with this topic is the the number the degree is so small the actual temperature shift is sounds really small but it can it can have pretty big changes i think as we're as we're seeing um especially with things like 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 even just ocean temperatures polar ice caps it doesn't take a whole lot of a shift to really change that balance ocean levels are rising right like there are a lot of places in the world that they're right on the ocean and they're dealing with that slow rise of oceans um can i ask a question about that so is sea level the same everywhere? Like, is the is sea level in California the same level as sea level in hmm. Madagascar? Yeah, I don't know. If sea levels rise, does everybody experience it, or can it be localized? And at some point, shouldn't we be losing islands if sea levels are like this? Is just the yeah, a I wonder I have. I think low, like we, you'll see the the impact in some areas will be more drastic like if you're uh if you live on a coastal area that's high cliffs no i i get that but i'm talking like level i think is all is the same are we losing beaches like i think yes so like there's examples of that where i think so the beaches are smaller or i think so okay i don't well this is what i mean like i I don't know land i think okay i don't i don't think it's the same level across the whole ocean that's weird. I don't know yes. why that wouldn't be that way. I and I I could I will look into this more, but I remember I'm pretty sure yeah, it's it's not the same everywhere in the world. And that depends on the tides, the moon, the rotation of the earth on its axis, whatever. I'm sure that, I don't know, I'm just gravity, guessing, yeah, there's But it's okay. not the same everywhere. No. So I think like see right away like when when you I always find this interesting because there's there's if there's always another angle. There's always a, always a way to say, "Well, I'm not sure about that." Like, there's always a way, a, a reasonable argument to be made against. I'm not kind of, crapping on climate change. Not, I get no, that the data says this, and I know that. It yeah, just not saying you are, but I I think you can see quickly how if somebody has a reason to be skeptical, it's not that hard to think of, a, of an argument. 
um, maybe against it. But okay, so what I want to do next? Okay, so I don't I don't want to maybe go too much further with that right now. I think I think we are aware. You guys seem like you're pretty aware of like what the dangers of climate change are. Um, maybe we're a little unsure as to like how much it's affected us so far. Yeah. Right. Maybe we're not quite sure, and that's part of the problem sometimes. But the but the fact remains that scientists for a long time have predicted the stuff that's happening. Now, maybe they predicted it happening faster or slower, which critics are quick to latch onto. But the reality is, if you go back, it's it's fairly consistent. Like they they know it doesn't take rocket scientists to realize what CO two levels are going to do, and those things are happening. I think slowly. I think maybe I'll take a quick pause and then I have some quotes I want to read that might make you laugh a little bit. That's okay. Do you want to laugh a little bit? Mm-hmm. I don't want to mock people though, but we might do some mocking. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by the King's University in Edmonton, Alberta, offering an exceptional liberal arts education from a Christian perspective. King's degree programs integrate internships, work learning, study abroad experiences, and research opportunities. The King's University, bright hope for tomorrow. Hey, Tyler, um, climate and weather, they affect all of us. Mm -hmm. Chris, would you agree? I would. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, So everyone should maybe know something about it, or maybe we all do know something about it. But I'm going to ask you guys a quick question. Um, in terms of these conversations that we have, where do people get their information from? Like, Tyler, the average person, you're a spokesman for the average person again. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. Okay. The everyman, Tyler. Where are they getting their information from? When it comes about to climate, climate change? About climate change. Yeah, about that. If that comes up around the Christmas table, where are people getting their information from? This is, this is not a very specific answer. I guess the media they consume which I think for the average person is a mixture of reputable news sources and Mm -hmm. what's being fed to them on their social media. (laughs) Are you saying, are you saying there are reputable news sources still more (laughs) relatively reputable? (laughs) Okay. Like a, like a versus a, uh, a a post on, on Facebook from an individual. And I think maybe more of the, not the information they're getting, but their their opinion is formed by the actions and policies related to climate change than the actual science of it. Ooh, I like I, that. I don't think the average person is reading or uh, learning very much about the science of climate change. I think they are consuming reactions and... Uh, information about policies responding to the science. That's cool. I like that. I, I want to ask a question about policy, but I don't want to derail us, Graham. Do I have your permission? You can. <laughs> In Canada, Tyler, are what policies besides taxation, which is a policy, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I'm just, I can't think of any that have to do with environmental or greenhouse gas emissions or climate change. Does Canada have some specific policies? Well, right, like uh, allocation of funds and investment in okay Car- carbon capture. Am I just carbon missing? Capture. Yeah, okay, all so, that makes sense. Yeah, actions taken by government, which I don't think the um, and I don't want to 
steal what you're saying, but I would think the average person isn't opposed to carbon capture or it would be the taxation. Hmm. Or what do you think? That's, I don't know. That's a good, because it affects them immediately. Like, wow, my gas is 15 cents more at the pump or whatever it is. But Graham's question was, how are people learning about climate change? And my, I guess my answer is, I don't think people are really are learning about climate change. Mm -hmm. They are learning about, these these things they're Taxation seeing a post on facebook that says thanks trudeau now my gas is 15 cents right. more yeah that's or, what or they've carbon learned capture or they're they're seeing all these advances in technology that they want to see implemented in in alberta or these yeah. exciting ways that will respond to climate change because they're passionate about it mm-hmm. but i don't know if people are really learning about climate change they're learning about the responses to or the Alberta's, to the response. Alberta's curriculum for schools has a unit on weather in grade mm-hmm. five. Yeah. And then is there one on climate in grade eight or biomes um, or something? What is grade eight again? Um, in high school, you've taught a lot of high school science. Yeah, there's there's definitely like like the bio, there's um like energy transfer, which is like, yeah, weather, climate. Yeah, that's touched upon. I just yeah, talk, and it's, but where do adults learn about it? That's a good question, Graham. I don't, I just well, taught about it today in social studies. Like it's part of the Alberta curriculum in social studies, Yeah, but it's, it's kind of what I just said too. It's not about the science. It's about the, the policy and the mm-hmm. kind of response to like, it's almost, it's a given the students are hearing from the textbook or from me that climate change is an issue. And here is what um, international organizations are doing about it. I guess I, I ask partly because people have such a f- can be so fiery and so opinionated sometimes, and I feel like, boy, to be that sure about something, you better know your stuff. And I just don't know if that. And then you're like, and they don't even know the difference between weather and climate. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I don't think that's always. I, it's hard not to be a little like I don't be condescending, but it's like you do kind of have to know your basics before you right. have that discussion. Tyler, what's weather? Just kidding. Here's a, Where do you go cold. for your information, Graham? Well, like I was fortunate enough to, in terms of, I, I always like science. So that's what I took in university. So there were, there were courses and, but it's not ju- like when you go to university and this is true of any discipline, you're not just being taught things. You're being taught how to research. Like you're taught like what a journal is and like where to read journals and how to read journals and how to read and how to recognize studies that aren't good studies. Like th- those skills, I don't yeah. think. Which and, the average person definitely does not no, have. No, and, and you don't have to. But I think part of what I, I'm a little bit sad about is people have, they don't value people who have right. that knowledge the, anymore. And not even that, they're also probably skeptical of it. Right. Of that even being like a necessary skill. Sure, yeah. And that's sad and frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the loudest voices are the people who are the most unsure about things. Honestly, the people who are... Hmm. That's an interesting because phenomenon. Because I said it earlier, but it's true, right? Like, I think the more you learn about something, the more you realize you don't know, and it makes you a little more humble, maybe. And you're not gonna go on Twitter. Like I, crazy person. I would say, and I don't, and I, I, and you're not saying this at all. But we had an international student. Maybe I've shared this story before. Mm-hmm. He came from Italy. He, when he got here, he said, "I can't believe Alberta uses all this dirty gasoline and oil." I said, "Oh, like how are you powering your cars in Italy? We use petrol." Like his, he didn't even understand. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder if his education system is telling him something about yeah. <laughs> yeah. how to save the world. And it's like, uh, okay, but yeah, you don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
But I think in terms of climate change, people are doing that all the time. Yeah. They're saying, or they're sure about things that they don't know anything about. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I, I, a little quote here. I want to read to you from, from an article. I think interesting. Um, it says a 2005 study. So it goes back a while, but I mean, they've been talking about climate change for a long time. So I right. think a lot of stuff is still true now. Um, analyzed U.S. mass media coverage of the environmental issue of climate change from 1988 to 2004. So it was a decent amount of years. The authors confirmed that within the journalism industry, there is a great emphasis on eliminating the presence of media bias. So they want to eliminate, like any good journalistic in, endeavor. In their study, they found that due to the practices of journalistic objectivity, quote, over a 15-year period, a majority, 53%, of prestige press articles featured balanced accounts that gave roughly equal attention to the views that humans were contributing <laughs> to global warming and that exclusively natural fluctuations could explain the Earth's temperature increase. So in other words, the media gave a false representation of this debate in science that like, like people see equal parts, it's man-made, equal parts, it's not. And that gives them the impression that there's like a debate in science. Whereas like there almost never was a debate. It's always been like 98% of scientists have said mm -hmm. it's man-made. Hmm. One or 2% say it's not. Um, I find that interesting because I think that can, that's like media trying to be unba un unbiased, right? Trying to be more balanced. But in the end, they're not really, it's not scientific really to present things like that. That's that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not where I thought you were first going with what you were saying, and then no, it's one aspect of it too. It's like yeah. even, even if you even if you are, are consuming what they're talking about with climate change, media is trying to show balance, but it, by doing that, they're actually wrong. Right? They'll take yeah. they'll take one of a thousand scientists over here and one of two over here and put them one on one on gotcha. the screen. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and you can't yeah. be blamed for thinking, oh, there's a spirited debate going on here. And and honestly, that is from 2005. I do think, I do think that I hear that less and less. Like the man-made debate is not. I don't think is relevant anymore. I think most people, it's almost right. like the goalposts have moved many times, right? Where I think now we're kind of at the point where it's like the people who were skeptical, I don't think they're denying it altogether anymore. I think now it's just, yeah, it's not so bad. Or like, what about China? You know, or whatever, like it's changed, I think. Yeah. Is it that, uh, that the that people don't care about it as much anymore, generally? Like, so there's less of a need for... Hmm for the the debate i guess like like it feels like cli like climate change the stakes are quite high like if we don't do something about it our earth will at some point no longer support future generations right like those <laughs> like that's if you believe that to be true mm -hmm. then we should care a lot about this yeah well, like I, what yeah it doesn't feel like it like the the response and the engagement in that topic matches the uh, possible outcome. So either people don't think it's as serious as you do or as it is or as they should or whatever the answer there is. Yeah, or it's like too far in the future, even though yeah. it may not be that far. Hmm. It's too far in the future for us to invest in it. Like it's there's other things yeah. that matter to us more like the economy or... Right. Um, which is, imp I'm not saying that's not important, but we'll my, that. Yeah. my day to day is more important than my future generations mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know what the argument is. But, why but, but why also, don't people But care? also like, I think, and I feel this, like you're a little beaten down. It's like you get these reports every year, warmest year on record again. It's like, oh shit, I know, but like you can recycle more, but it's hard as a, as a person 
it is hard to to know what to do with that information i think um this is a you this reminded me tyler of this this is a report and it says uh it's like an interview about this new report that just came out can i read a bit is that okay mm-hmm the IPCC's report is just the most recent in a long string of cataclysmic climate change warnings and calls to action from the UN dating back decades. Um, and then, quote, this ticking time bomb stuff, I mean, they really are running out of extreme rhetoric, Steve Milloy, a senior legal fellow at the Energy and Environment Legal Institute, told Fox News Digital in an interview. What's the rhetoric going to be like next time, or is it just going to be the same? I guess it'd be just the same. We could have another stark warning, yada, yada, yada. Since they never report that they've been wrong before, it doesn't matter. They just go on with the next one. This is an elitist-driven scare. It's very important to the green energy industry, to the Greens and the Democrats. But it's not really important to anyone else. I think people are just kind of getting bored with it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I, I don't like the tone of which that guy said that, but there might be truth to that. I think the, the I think there's some stuff there that I, yeah, I don't I don't, don't love as <laughs> some of the stuff, but like well, the, the, the he might be right that people just don't, don't care aren't caring how many times can you be told something over and over again every year but that doesn't make it wrong that they're saying the same thing over no, and over again no. it's because it's 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 like this is just the science this is what we're telling yeah, you. yeah. we haven't changed anything well his or point, his point about they've been wrong in the past that usually refers to like very cherry-picked yeah what I do yeah. wonder is like, so our governments go to these world forms and sign these agreements and come back like has anything changed in terms of how much we admit and how much no, it's gotten worse. So that doesn't make sense to me. Why are we, why are countries continuing to go to these things? Is it because China and India are polluting more than us? Is it because it doesn't make a difference? Is it like what's actually going on there? It's probably a mixture of a lot of things that, and I don't really know. Or governments aren't following through on what they said they were going to do. Well, I think governments genuinely see it. I hope they genuinely see this as a, an issue that needs to be dealt with, but there's many other issues on their plates too. And if it's just there, it's not a priority. Like it, it wouldn't, they know that it's important to people. They don't want the world to burn around us. We want it to be around for our grandchildren and their, their no, but children. No, but if they've said like so they we're going to go cut emissions by 13% or whatever their agreements are, are you saying, did, did they do that? Like are you no. in? No, no, no. Okay. Most of the time they don't do that. But they, they need to go and at least say they're going to. Yeah, well. But then, but then when it comes <laughs> down to improving the economy or harming the economy short term or making it more difficult for the for us in 2024 or preserving the earth in 50 years like they're just mm-hmm. choosing they're choosing the former like they're choosing that's, that's the, my the cynical part of me wonders like is it all just politician they'll say what they want to say to get the votes i mean that's where i'm right. at right of course like they actually never even intended on anything it's just like and i don't know i actually don't know if i believe that necessarily I give them a little bit of the doubt that yeah. they, they would like to. Yeah. Probably. As long as it doesn't hurt the their chances of being reelected and as long yeah. as it doesn't hurt the economy too bad or yeah. and then there's other all kinds of excuses. Well, if that country's not doing it, then why would we? Yeah, when I was looking through a bunch of stuff earlier just about the debate, that was the most common thing I saw. It was like, why are we doing anything if China's do- so it, there's this nonstop comparisons, right? Uh which 
I have other funny quotes. So like one thing that's kind of fun is, to, to, but if you, if you don't want to learn anything, go to the message board or like, or like comment, <laughs> the comment section of these articles. Yeah. There's some pretty good stuff. And maybe we'll end with a couple quotes. Nice. Okay. So yeah, there's some, it's funny because some of these comments, I think like, I wonder if they're a scientist. You know, I wonder if they actually do some science. One comment, the quote, climate crisis has been very profitable for some. So there's the angle that like there's money okay. in the, in the cause. Mm-hmm. Which like you know, what selling videos like Al Gore or like I mean if or creating like building wind turbines. I'm not really sure when they talk about that. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I know what companies make the most money, and they're not wind turbine companies. But right anyway, um, how about this? We are still coming out of the last ice age. It's going to keep getting warmer for the next thousand years. Just learn to adapt. You can't control nature. <laughs> so. Love it. There was an ice age. It has been changing since then. And we're waiting for all the ice to melt. <laughs> but but that is not uncommon. That 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 the warming happening now is is real, but it's just the natural process. And then there's the theory of it's the sun flares, solar flares. You've heard that one? Where or the all volcanoes erupting release a lot of CO two. Causing greenhouse. So like gases there's no point in us the doing anything because it won't because it's natural. Won't touch the amount right. that like volcanoes are emitting. Yeah. yeah. It's also the idea that like humans we're so insignificant. We, we could not control that much. We don't have that much power on earth basically, right? That we, is there, is there, I think when I hear some of those, that there is, there's some truth there. And that's why <laughs> people use these arguments like that. There is pro- a natural warming of the earth like that. There has to is, be because it happened true. in the past. I'm sure that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean our contributions don't matter. Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, it also just the, it shouldn't it, be an it's excuse a, it's a to straw man argument. Be, it's, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's saying crappy stewards. It's arguing against some like you're. There's no one arguing that there aren't natural warming patterns in climate. No one's saying that. There's a lot of straw man arguments within this debate. They're, yeah. they're all over the place. Yeah. Like, I, and I never really know. Are you arguing in good faith? Like, what are you actually saying? Right. Um, and that's another example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, funny. Ontario was not hot at all this year. <laughs> All these stories just to scare us into buying EVs. That's a good one. I'd like to be scared into buying an EV. That'd be all right. And then our elite politicians travel to Jamaica for more warmth. See, warmth is a good thing. So why would they? Anyway. <laughs> I still, I'm still trying to get over the ice age they predicted in the 70s. <laughs> it was horrible and lasted forever. Isn't part of the country supposed to be already underwater? So when I was in school in the early 80s they were talking about that yeah the coming ice age i remember as a kid reading a national geographic article about that Hmm. oh no and if you go back now it wasn't like a consensus it was like a it was like one of those overblown kind of somebody's imagination and they went with it which is which is but i understand that skepticism of course right i'm not that old though so i wouldn't know chris (laughs) yeah i don't think it was the Everybody in the community, scientific community was warning us about no. that. But that's that straw man thing where it's like, well, this is something they said a long time ago. That must have been the science at the time. Guys, that was fun. I hope that wasn't too all over the map. I, I basically wanted to have a little chat about it, talk about some terms, get us ready for having a conversation that has maybe more to do with like, okay, now that we've discussed that, now let's move on to Alberta and like how do we face climate A local change. context. Local context. Our economy is so based heavily in this topic. So... We have a pretty great guest who's going to come on fairly soon, and it'll be like my follow-up to this. So, nice. Okay. Um, but I enjoyed chatting with you guys about that. Thanks. I don't know all the answers, but I do find it really interesting. Um, Why are you so interested in the topic, Graham? 
I don't know. I just think when I went to university in the early 2000s, um, there's just a lot going on at that time uh, in this field. And being in a university where there's just science everywhere, and it, it was just it was just fun to talk mm-hmm. about and fun to learn about um, an emerging kind of field. And, you know, there were debates, and I, I went to a lot of the debates on campus. They were fun. I, I really got swept up in debates back then. And, and actually, when I first went to university, I, was, I would have been more of a, a climate skeptic type person. So you could say they brainwashed me, I guess. In the Liberal end. brainwashing. <laughs> we have an episode about that. But I really do, I, I really do want to point to the importance, and, I, and it's been a long time, but point to the importance of scientific like, li- like literacy. Like there is a literacy that you need to be able to make calls and like, you know, and we need to rely on people who can do that to inform our decisions. And that's hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to do some of my own research and <laughs> be ready for that next episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, should we, we should, this is over an hour. Holy moly. What? I came in with these guys tonight, listeners, and I said, guys, like, let's have a little brief talk about this. We'll get it set up for the next episode. Let's just see how we do. And it was, it was great over an hour. Please edit out all the parts that make me seem like I hate the environment. Also, I wonder. <laughs> do you want to mention the lightning? Oh, yeah. We looked up that lightning does not. Here's another example of some science I was taught at one point. Mm-hmm. It does not. It does create ozone, but it doesn't repair the ozone layer. So the it process doesn't, can create the molecule ozone. Yeah, but it doesn't get to the mm-hmm. ozone layer. So not wrong. Just, just not quite right. I'm kind of interested in the moral imperative of um, like climate stewardship and i would also be so keen to hear like some hermit living in the woods talking about it rather than like taylor swift telling me to take care of the world you know what i mean like somebody who's doing i'm choosing every decision i make is to steward the earth Mm -hmm. and here's why you should do it like i think we need to hear those voices more yeah i agree i i think we yeah, can we get? Is that our guest? Is our guest a hermit living in the woods? Yes. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Our guest, you already know, but um, our guest is is I I really want the perspective of somebody because I I'm I've I'm pretty biased when it comes to big giant oil companies like that's just that's just what I am I'm 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 cynical about it um so I'm I'm happy to have someone come and talk to us who has a perspective from. Uh, working for those companies. Is, it, he, is this the next episode? I don't think it chronologically will be the next episode, okay. but it'll be my next one. Yeah, sure. So we'll have a few in between, I think, if that's okay with you guys. Tyler, you're not off the hook. Shoot. Yeah, sorry. But I also have a sequel to another episode that I also want to plan pretty soon, too. Oh, my goodness. Some fun stuff wow. going on. 2024, yeah. the year of Graham. I'm feeling... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling good to, to get going on the pod again, you guys. So let's yeah. let's do our little ending thing here and get, get out of here. Yeah. Thanks for uh, Do it. bringing the topic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're with your buddies, you just want to confess or recommend some things. And since I led the episode, I'm taking a break. So you guys, you can choose a recommendation or a confession. So Tyler, I'll start with you. What do you have for us? I'm going to recommend a book. Uh, maybe my I, I'll throw in a little confession. This book was given to me, recommended to me by Peter, All right. a friend of the show. The first time I tried to read it, I gave up pretty early. I couldn't, I just wasn't into it. Didn't think it was very good, but now I am recommending it. 
and I have Ooh. I have read it since. I gave it a second go. Um, it's called The Left Hand of Darkness. It's by Ursula K. Le Guin, and uh, it's sci-fi. It won the Hugo and Nebula Awards mm. for Best Sci-Fi Novel nice. of the Year uh, a few years ago. And I didn't know this, but I, I think she's a pretty prolific writer, well-respected sci-fi writer. It's uh, it's good. It's I don't want to say too much about it, but um, if you like books like Dune or Foundation, some of the, like other classic sci-fi books, I think you'll like this. You just need to do what I didn't do the first time and kind of push through some of the politics and. I felt, like it just, Dune, I felt like Dune was like that too for me. It was. It's like yeah. these big world building. It just takes time to get into that. Yeah, and it's not like fantasy where there's like this magic kind of excitement mm-hmm. at the beginning. It's all of a sudden you're in a world and you're kind of expected to catch up. And But once you do in this book, it, it's, uh, it's worth it. Is there a series? I think it's a, a one-off. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's... Uh, yeah, I don't really want to say too much about it. But yeah. if you like sci-fi yeah. and you're looking for something else to read, The Left Hand of Darkness. Is that, your, is that your book? This is uh, Peter's. I wonder if Peter would lend it to me right now. Oh, I'm sure. He wouldn't even know. You could have it back to him before and do it a out. confession. Yeah. yeah, I might do that. You read fast, don't you? Uh, if I stole a book, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you steal a book. I'm going to do a confession yeah. combo. My confession is that I recommended Rebel Moon based on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And the trailer was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was. And I would say the movie too is beautifully shot and cool to look at and lots of neat pieces. But as a story, it's very derivative and kind of sucks. You, you watched it? Yeah. yeah. And I, wa- I will watch part two to see where it goes, but it was meh. Like it, it looks great not a lot of substance it the kind of sucks where it's like you'd realize right away it's not gonna be so good or does it sort of fall you apart? realize right away oh really yeah uh, or i yeah i did i think right. so what i uh, what's your recommendation okay so the recommendation is it's really gonna be really cold the next few weeks in alberta but i still think you should do something outside so hmm. my recommendation is don't be afraid of really cold weather hmm. go for walks spend some time shoveling Sometimes you just have to do things outside to keep things safe, like check your house and make sure things aren't freezing and your yeah. pets are okay and your kids are safe. But also don't be afraid of cold weather. This It's good for you to be outside in the cold, actually. The cold, what are you going to do outside on Friday when it's well, when a this, high of minus 50 or something? When this episode drops, it'll be hopefully Saturday morning. So right in that cold, yeah. right? So right now, look outside. Chris, what should they do? When it's as cold as it can be, I like to try to just do at least even like a lap around my back. Short walk. Short walk just to be like, I was outside because it's so cold. And you don't get to, like, if it's as cold as it's going to be, like minus 45 or whatever, we don't get to experience that very often. It's No. But you're not going to die. Bundle up and go outside for five minutes. So adventurous. I like that. I feel inspired. I might walk home tonight. It's good for your lungs. But don't go for too long. No, you might no. Actually like, <laughs> keep it short and dress appropriately. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are appropriate, how would you contact the show appropriately if you want to get mad at me about the topic tonight or whatever? You probably want to send some fan mail slash hate mail mm-hmm. to the harmonious gentleman at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or interact with us on Instagram or Facebook. Sweet. Yeah, don't bother on Twitter because I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> has, a, has a rebrand ever gone so like terribly? Like no, I've, no one, who calls it X? Nobody calls it X. No one calls it X. But apparently, if the numbers are to be believed, there's more people engaging with it than ever right now. I call bull crap on that one. It's bot city up in that place. Yeah, bot it could be. City. Yeah. Oh, bot city, like B O T, not B O U G H T. Well, it was Both. bot city, but I think it's just a bunch of crap. But anyways, we're not there. We're not there, and we don't care. I mean, we still have an account, but it'd be you'd be hard pressed to reach us there. <laughs> you could try. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, well, I, I'm looking forward to revisiting the topic in a few weeks' time. Um, once again, but thanks, guys. Thanks, Tyler, for hosting. Hey, you're welcome. Cool. Yeah, you thanks, Tyler. Drive and I'm, for the beer. Thanks, Graham, for the idea. Uh, yeah. Well. I'm about to uh, do something that, here's a pre-confession. When a student or friend wants to show me a video on their phone and they like put it in front of your face, they say, watch this. And you have to sit there and let it happen to you. You, you just have to watch it. Mm-hmm. That can be a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that right now. So after we, To us? After we're recording, we're doing it right Ooh. now. Yep, I'm doing it. Sorry. See you next okay. time. <laughs> on. Uh, this podcast called? Harmonious. Yes. Gentle men. Mm. Harmonious gentlemen